0: And welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod. My name is Josh Earl and in this podcast we talk about the greatest compilation Australia's ever produced. And today, very special guest. You know him from Do Go On. You know him from Book Cheat. Please welcome into your hearts,
1: it's Dave Warnicki, everyone. Yeah, Thank you so much. Great to be here in your hearts. In, and in your studio that you record in as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here because often you do these sort of... Remotely don't you Not face to face Every time
0: Yeah Sometimes it's Sometimes it's easier Over Zoom To have people Listen to the music If this place Isn't available Sometimes I'll just sit Face to face In a room with someone It's weird (laughs) (laughs) It's so much weirder (laughs) (laughs) Hey I I know you like music I, I think very early on in our, like when we got to know each other, we kind of discussed music and you seemed like a kid who liked music. What, what what were you listening to when you were, say, 13, 14?
1: 13, 14, very much a
0: punk rock phase. Nice. Sort of like that uh, California punk rock. Yep, so we're talking, uh, so is it the pop punk or pop, old punk, so Descendants, Rancid, all that kind of stuff, yep. or are we talking like Good Charlotte? Uh, no,
1: more the Descendants, Rancid, yep. Rancid stuff. I didn't, dis, didn't hate Good Charlotte, but yeah, I was very much into like No Effects, yep. Strung Out, Pennywise. Nice. Those sort of bands. And I still like them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it's fun. I, I listen to a lot of that stuff at the gym. That's normally when I listen to music these days, when I'm driving at the gym. And so I the gym, I listen to, I actually, uh, I listen to a band called Diary of Planet a lot. Diary of Planet? Yeah, they're kind of like a metal band. They're, they're lots of fun. <laughs> But I, it's the best title. Sometimes I just get in the car and my Spotify just happens to be playing the last thing I played. And my kids are eight and eleven, and so Diary Planets' song "Ghost with a Bone" it just came on one day. They loved it. It's, it's a great song. <laughs> it's, great. Yeah, and it's right in their wheelhouse. So sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, because my my kids like punk. My eldest likes indie rock. That's his. That's what he says. And my youngest is into metal and punk yeah awesome you, you kind of but also he's only eight and i'm like all right you got to start listening to some actual nice songs not right just okay this kind of angry man yelling like he loves slipknot it's like yeah really and is it the kind of thing that the masks attracted him i think then- so i think i think what it was is that stranger things was popular yep not that he's watched it but he's watched enough stuff on youtube that yeah stranger things is cool and so uh metallica was at the end of that with eddie playing uh the guitar and so then he just went down the rabbit hole Going right this is who i like now it's
1: funny who how you go down the rabbit hole so when i was about oh, maybe seven or eight i remember seeing the prodigy yeah and just keith flint's like spiky hair. he had such an amazing look yep. that sort of just really sucked me in yeah and then i became really into the prodigy like as an eight-year-old and then i was into all those big beat bands like chemical brothers and fat boys but mostly i got sucked in by the hair
0: we're going to talk about a band who are very influential to my uh 15 years coming up later and most of it was because of the hair oh, okay cool yeah. so we're, we're doing volume 15 side a the year's 1995 okay so you're what five years old five years old i'm yet to discover keith flint and the prodigy i'm 14 years old so all this kind of stuff is like absolute wheelhouse when you're kind of going who am i as a person yeah what am i attracted to what do i want to become these songs some of these songs are very very influential in, in what became the Josh oh, Earl this, that is before yeah, you right Yeah, great. Now. This is a peak you. All right. The first one. No. Oh, is this peak you, <laughs> Josh so The shape
1: of, of Josh to come. But it, <laughs> is, is
0: it is a great way to kick off an album. This is the Welsh Elvis, Mr. Tom <laughs> Jones, and his song, If I Only Knew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a voice. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I getting every second word but I'm <laughs>
0: Here's the chorus. What do you think, Dave Warnocky? Oh, I'm loving it. It's I'm great, it. isn't it? It's
1: so good. It's so much energy. The, the verses do sound like
0: someone has just handed him the lyrics and he's gone, all right, let's give it a crack. One shot. It's amazing. So this is kind of a bit of a resurgence for Tom. Like he'd, he'd, all, he'd always been, ever since the 60s, kind of making music in, in like the, the public sphere. But then in the 80s, he tried to be a country music singer. All right. Yeah. And I guess it's that thing of like, you know, he's, he was aging out of the pop and rock world. So yep. where, where are the fans? I'll go I'll go country fans. But, and he's got the voice. Like yeah, He's got for such sure. a good voice. Uh, but then this is the story of this song. So in 89, he had a hit with a cover of Prince's Kiss. And then he kind of came back into Vogue because he was on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? Yeah. So, you know, the character Carlton? Yeah. Loved Tom Jones. Used to dance. It's oh, not unusual really? all the time. And so Tom Jones made a cameo. <laughs> and he also made a cameo on the on an episode of The Simpsons, the episode Marge Gets a Job. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
1: He's kidnapped by Mr. Burns. Yeah, so that's in 92. Oh, yeah.
0: So so 89 had Kiss, 92. So he's, he's g- getting back. <laughs> and then he did a gig. He uh, did a charity performance with Sting for his Rainforest Foundation in Carnegie Hall. And it was super successful. And Tom Jones says, and I went very well. Then Jimmy Iovine, a music producer and label boss, called him up and said he'd heard about a performance and wanted him to sign to Interscope Records. So he did. And Jimmy had the song, If I Only Knew, because there was a band called Rise, Robots, Rise. They released this song in 92. They were an obscure band. Didn't re- Do you want to hear They released it? this song. This song. This is their oh, song. I'll, I'll play you their song. This is their version of it. Interesting. Good name. So, okay. so this is real kind of like... 92 kind of white man rapping, but also the mix of hey, we're really good guitarists, so there's going to be guitar yeah. breaks. Oh, yeah. I'll go forward to the to the rapping part. Here we
1: go. Which Tom does have a crack at for a little yeah. bit, doesn't it? There.
0: Love so that was that's wow. their version, so different. Yeah. So Trevor Horn was producing the Tom Jones version. Now Trevor Horn was from the band The Buggles. Video Killed the Radio Star. Uh, okay. Yes. Also went and became a big time producer. So ma- so many hits, and he liked the chorus, didn't like the melody of the verses. So he uh, wanted to hire Lowell Cream from the band Ten CC. <laughs> Great name. I, I didn't know that that was the 10cc person's name. Lowell Creek. Low <laughs> um, but Tom Jones said, no, let me have a crack. I'll have a crack at it. And just looked at the lyrics and then came up with it in his head. <laughs> he did. He did just yeah. have a go. Yeah, just had a go. It so sounds said like that, like, but I love it. And he said he should have a writing credit. But he didn't because he felt bad because uh, Rise Robots Rise were a struggling band and he didn't have the heart to take the royalties off right. them.
1: Right. He's like, I'm already a millionaire. Yeah.
0: I'm already doing all right. So, good man, Tom Jones. Oh, I'm so stoked to hear that. In some respect. Okay. Okay. In other respects, no. Not so great. Oh. No. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So, Tom Jones, very sexy man. Yes. But I mean, isn't he in his 70s and women still throw underwear on the stage at him, yes, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Married his high school girlfriend. Mr Jones They they, they had a child together When they were both 16 They were married Right up until 2016 When she um, Unfortunately She she passed away She had a battle with cancer Passed away But just because he was married For so many years Did not (laughs) stop him Being a renowned pants man (laughs) So he said At the peak of his fame Oh The peak of his fame He's going to put a number on it 250 groupers a year He said A year A year he had uh well-known affairs with uh Mary Wilson from the Supremes, TV host Charlotte Laws, and a former Miss World by the name of Marjorie Wallace. He also had a son uh with one of these women, but he refused uh to acknowledge it, oh. even though there was a DNA test that proved that it was, and apparently the son is not doing well. The son's homeless now, and no. Tom Jones still does not acknowledge it. Okay, well Tom, we've been on a roller coaster <laughs> <Yes. to it. laughs> <laughs> I
1: was thinking you were great for a second there. Um, so this uh, this is from his 32nd album. So I it- couldn't. So like you know, I had to listen to it on Spotify. The album cover comes up.
0: It is a wild cover. Yeah, he's wearing like a, a netted singlet yeah, with some like- high waisted pale baby blue yeah, pants. Yeah, he's like
1: screaming. He looks like he's you know. Oh! And then in the background there is a scantily clad woman in in sort of silver attire. And I'm like, it's called the lead and how to swing it. I'll yeah. look into the album. He's got so many albums That there's not even a Wikipedia
0: page For most of them I know There's too many He was releasing in the like 60s Four albums a year (laughs) But it was all all covers Like get in the studio was record some songs Yeah There we go So this is Tom Jones Introducing Tom Jones The Night with Tom Jones All these just Just getting them out there Wild time Okay But this got to uh, uh, Number one In Finland Okay Yeah Got to only 55 in Australia 19 in the UK So you know but still, there's so many albums out there
1: There's so many to... and I, But I definitely knew this song Like I yeah. knew this one Of, of the Tom Jones catalogue Just a couple of weeks ago Matt Stewart and I from Do Go On We were yes. doing some podcasts in the UK And we decided we'd never been to Wales before Oh yeah So we went for a detour So we drove through Wales purposefully And we put on a playlist of Welsh music We put it together <laughs> And you better believe We kicked things off <laughs> Tom Jones it's Tom Jones
0: Super Furry Animals uh, Did he have McCluskey or Future of the Left there?
1: uh we might have stereophonics had
0: Stereophonics was definitely on there yes um, uh charlotte church yep and we had uh, catatonia oh yeah which was great uh, did no it was space who sang the ballad of tom jones catatonia sing, sang road rage that's right that yep. was the track we had on exactly. there. exactly good great. times driving down yeah, good times down the highway. great music <laughs> with tom jones <laughs> all right moving on all right this is a person she's gonna she's gonna come up a lot Uh, Later on In this In this series This is the first time She's been on The show though This is Cheryl Crow And her song All I Wanna Do This ain't no disco It ain't no country club either This is LA (laughs) Can I I just pause it here for a second Now There is an Instrument in this song Called the guiro. The guiro. The guiro. Guiro. okay So it's like a w- percussion instrument And you scrape it And it sounds like a Like a, a scraped Like wooden thing It's like Sometimes it sounds like A, a bit of a frog Okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah Listen out for it Do you know the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch The Fear the Reaper With the more Cowbell Yeah, yeah, yes <laughs> That's what this is like The the entire song Has this scrape And it, it might be If you're wearing headphones It'll be in your right side Of your okay. headphones So have a listen for it
1: Always have a little fun Before I die out his <laughs> name is I'm sure that just someone doing it over and over or they
0: just looped it? I'm gonna say they did it over and over. <laughs> Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. No. It ruins the song. I'm sorry, yeah. listen. <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so you can hear holes and scrubbing
0: as best they can, skirts and suits. Drive their shiny dots with the Buicks. Back to the phone company, the record store, too. Well, then, nothing like Billy and me, because all I want to do is have
1: some fun.
0: Still going. All through. All through. I, I majorly hear the guiro, but that's mm, all you could hear. That's all I can hear now. And I'm wondering, like, if she does it live, is there a guiro player up the back? Well, in the film clip, there's the band playing with her. There's no one on the guiro. I hate that. They've been, they've been silenced. <laughs> Finally.
1: <laughs> yeah, just imagining someone doing it for four straight minutes. I know. You
0: get really tired. Do you know... Everyone who goes to uh, Goliere, the clowning school, oh, yes. they always come back with... Uh, this is my sketch about... Imagine being the insert I- musician on this song oh. and they just have the little bit where they got to wait for it. <laughs> Someone's got to do... Imagine being the guiro player. Yeah.
1: First got to explain what a guiro <laughs> yeah. is. Well, you'd have it. You'd have it yeah. there. This imagine, is the guiro.
0: Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Cheryl Crow started off singing jingles for the likes of Toyota and McDonald's. And then... Through sheer persistence, she became the backing singer for Michael Jackson on his Bad Tour. Right. And when you say persistence? Wasn't meant to be there. Heard about... <laughs> just
1: kept crawling onto the stage.
0: Heard about there being open being auditions. They weren't open auditions. But she thought, well, I'm a singer and I've moved to LA and I want to I be here. Yeah. So she just went in and went, oh, yeah, um, I don't know if you've got time, but this is who I am. And they liked her tenacity. And so she talks all about it on the uh, Dana Carvey, David Spade uh, podcast, Fly on the Wall. It's a very good podcast. Right. One of the, one of the podcasts in my rotations. Yeah, right. And so she got the geek from there and then... Yep. And so from there, she was a backing singer for Hire. So she's Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Belinda Carlisle, Don Henley from the Eagles, just killing it yeah. in the backing vocal scene. Uh, then 1992 recorded her first album uh, with Sting's uh, producer, Hugh Pagman. So Sting's to come up twice now. Yes, yeah, Sting. He yeah. was really had his uh, finger all over this. Fingers in some pies, uh, but they didn't like it. They didn't really know what kind of singer she'd be, and so they just scrapped it. But you can find it; it's out there. If you're really a big Cheryl Crow fan, you can go into the the Reddit and find okay these songs. Some, some
1: original stuff.
0: Yep. But in the meantime, she was um her songs that she was writing were being recorded by people like Celine Dion, Tim Turner, and Winona Judd. So she's getting she's yeah. she's a like, very well-paid musician. Like, she's doing very well. But it is
1: incredible that they're not sure
0: what singer she's going to be. She's like, oh, I'm already writing hits. Just let, let yeah. me do them. I've got a great voice, obviously. Yeah. So, this song was from her uh, debut album, Tuesday Night Music Club. And it was adapted. That, so, the lyrics were adapted from a a poem called Fun by a poet called Win Cooper. Okay? We'll talk about Win Cooper. So, Win Cooper just wrote this poem. And the lyrics are pretty much just about his friend... Uh, Billy in the bar And his friend Tried to sue him Once this song became a hit For royalties Was not successful Right, can you do that? Well, you, I guess Like he said he, he was the one who said All I want to do is have a little fun before I die
1: okay. Win Cooper took
0: that Wrote a poem about it it was, a, it was a poem for six years And no one had done anything with it Win Cooper had only released 500 copies of this book And just uh, Someone in um, Cheryl Crow's band had bought the book and it was just in the studio. And so they thought, oh, let's write a song using this as the basis of it. And so Wynn Cooper got royalties, but uh, Bill Ripley did not get any royalties.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, This was a big success. Peaked at number one in Australia for one week. It was tough. It was tough in 95 to try and get on the charts. There was a lot of of boys to men clogging up the charts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'll Make Love to You was... uh, on the charts for six weeks in um yeah in america so it couldn't it couldn't uh get through
1: so do you want to hear my uh, controversial cheryl crow opinion yes please tell me
0: that is a big james
1: bond fan love love all the movies uh love all the theme songs my favorite of all the theme songs is cheryl crow i don't think i've
0: even heard the Sheryl crow tomorrow
1: never dies which is not a great movie but okay. the theme song is that is so that a good. pierce bronson, pierce one? bronson yeah. one
0: yeah it's like it's not the one where he's surfing on that huge wave and then gets out of the water in a suit. That could be the one after, which is also ridiculous. <laughs> That's thing. the stupid It's so stupid. <laughs> there are so many
1: dumb moments. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't think many people would probably agree with me on that, but I just love her. Her tomorrow never dies.
0: Well, I, I really like her as well. I think she's got some really, really great songs and there's a documentary uh, series on her as well. And she's very, very interesting. And uh, also, she dated Lance Armstrong for a while. Okay. Yeah. During, like, an era that he was... Doping, yeah. Winning and doping. Yeah. Yep. And so, it's a a fascinating story, which she's going to come up later, and we'll tell it then. Yeah, great.
1: (laughs) It's a sizzle for a future Sheryl Crow. All
0: right. So, in the Earl Household, we've talked about this. There weren't too many CDs, but this one was in the Earl Household. (laughs) This is R.E.M., and from their monster album, Monster, this is Bang (laughs) and Blame.
1: Great band Great band Not one of their their best songs No it isn't is it But still It's good Like it's good But just that uh, they
0: also reach Excellent Yes It is very And there are parts of this Where I'm expecting him to start seeing That's me in the corner
1: Yes the No No He
0: likes to say No Uh, so, but it just shows you how big and how beloved this band was at the time Because this is not one of their best not doesn't even make any of their best of compilations Yeah, wouldn't, I was going to say it wouldn't be on there, would no, it? No, not on any of them uh, Still got to number 19 on the Billboard charts The last, t- last time um, they also got number 1 on the Modern Rock charts This was the song okay. so This is the second single So the first single off the album was What's Frequently Kenneth, Kenneth Which is more of a kind of poppy rock song Yep This one is quite a you know where they kind of went in their next album which was uh new adventures in the hi-fi this kind of fits in that theme but um during the recording of this oh this album as well was also nominated for a grammy uh, but lost to Voodoo Lounge by the Rolling Stones.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yes. Even though I'm not big fan of Monsters, now it is a hundred times better than that piece of shit by the Stones. <laughs> I don't even know that it's one. It's so bad. It not, we no. we played a, one of the tracks from it on a previous album with Andrew Levins and it's it's just such a shit song. And that that was the best song from. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I like the Rolling Stones. Well, it's just it's yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, when you have six hundred albums. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, all these songs for Monster were written in a time of uh, grief for uh, Michael Stipe. So, both uh, Kirk Cobain and River Phoenix had died, and he was friends with both of them. Uh, River sister's reign is on the backing vocals for this song. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, and some people allude that this is about uh, River Phoenix. And they also allude that uh, River Phoenix and Michael Stipe had uh, a romance together, uh, but nothing had been confirmed by either of them. And, um, that you know, you can go on, go on all the... Um, song facts and reddits about uh this song and uh there's a lot of people saying that yeah um river phoenix was uh struggling with his sexuality and that's why he had a lot of substance abuse issues but that's just that's all he say on the Reddit okay forums. sure yep 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 uh also during recording of this uh, album the band just were fighting a lot and uh michael stipe had an abscess in his tooth and they had to postpone recording for a while because he had to get that removed have you ever had an abscess in your tooth?
1: No, but it sounds so awful. You, you I have, have,
0: yeah. I had a root canal and uh, I, I don't know, it must have got infected. And I woke up one morning and it just looked like, you know the um, kids from the Grinch film that it was kind of puffy, <laughs> yeah. puffy mouth? I looked like that. It was so funny. Like my flatmate at the time was just laughing at me. <laughs> so I had to go out and get uh, it like the, the back of my tooth drilled and they would like have these kind of spikes that would go up and kind of like move the root and stuff like that and that sort of root canal is and Oh, my so God. i had to i had the gap in the back of the tooth so i had a hole in the back of my tooth and then this was uh first week of uh, my uni degree when i was doing teaching i was in a lecture and all of a sudden that abscess just burst no, into your mouth into obviously. my mouth and so i was like swallowing it but oh! also <laughs> dry retching <laughs> and just had to leave because it was the first week everyone thought oh he's hungover
1: got <laughs> <laughs> up the back yeah oh was that one of the more disgusting experiences of your life So bad oh It's so bad uh,
0: Also um, I should say that The band in this time Broke up They actually broke up uh, But didn't tell anyone And uh, I think Yeah I, I've got it here So um, Situation came to a head When the group was recording at Louis Clubhouse Which is Lit Home Studio in Los Angeles uh, And Stipe said We broke up We reached the point Where none of us could speak to each other And we were in a small room And we just said Fuck off And that was it <laughs> And then they met up a month later to resolve their issues Uh, And then they said, we have to begin working as a unit again Which we haven't been doing very well lately So people would come in with individual songs And they go, okay And so from that point on, they went, Right, we're going to record as a group, write as a group And uh, the next album was all written in soundchecks on the road Because they were touring again Yeah. Okay, but they were
1: less successful from that point on. Less successful, <laughs> yes.
0: I, mean, again, I guess you go through ways. I think of course. their album Up uh, was very well received uh, by critics, but I don't think it hit the heights of their um, automatic for the people years. But you can't. I you mean, who, can't. But yeah. No one does. Yeah, you can't. All right, moving on. Our first Australian act for this one. Now, I mean, I'm... A, Doing research, I'm obsessed with this person now.
1: Okay, because I don't know this artist. I, like you know, here I don't know the song, okay. but I've heard it before. I've so this, this is
0: part. Max Sharam, and her first ever single, Coma.
1: It is a good name, Coma or oh, oh, Max, Max Sharam. It is good name.
0: It's great. It's so nineties. That yeah. chorus is so nineties. Yeah, 90s. that chorus
1: just punches you in the face. Where did that come from? Yeah,
0: it's a, it's it's obviously like you know in the in the realm of your Tori Amoses, yes. and your Kate Bushes, yeah, all you, those kind yeah. of artists. Uh, but it's great because it's Australian. Uh, so this is the first thing single. It first aired when she was a contestant on the show New Faces, hosted by Burt Newton. Okay, yeah. and that's when she performed it. She performed it there as as a contestant. Oh. Okay, but she'd been on talent shows before. She went on Red Faces as a comedian. Really? So she started doing, she started as a musical comedian. Well, she actually started uh, opera and then she was, look, we're going to talk about her on December 8th, 8, uh, December eighteen, at the European Beer Cafe at the live show. Okay, So great. I don't want to get into too much of it now. You'll hear it there or you'll see it live because you'll get a ticket, everyone. Uh, but she did go on Red Faces as a stand-up where she was doing kind of parody songs uh, and showing off her ama- amazing range Does it still exist on YouTube? You can watch it oh, Fantastic <laughs> She gets This is the school So she gets an 8 uh, And uh, Tommy Emanuel I think is one of the judges He gives her an 8 as well And Red Simons For those outside of Australia And mm-hmm. too young to know He was known as the mean judge He'd always yep. sc- score very, very low He gave her a 5 out of 10 That's Which is big for him. super high yeah. Often like his
1: job is to gong
0: them off Yeah yeah. Like he's like, get out of here, that was terrible And say something mean about them yeah, okay
1: 5 out of 10
0: Yeah, 5 out of 10, so she got 21 all up So it's a pretty good score um, Then when she went on uh, New Faces This is why she said she went on there Because she said, I did a, the TV spot to make a statement Because I thought it was fucking mad All this mediocre stuff that goes on all over television I thought, why doesn't anybody get up and represent my generation The side of Australia that's so readily ignored That compelled me to get on New Faces And all the phones started ringing after that I was very, very lucky so soon after Like they, the record label Called her up And it's like We want to put out Your stuff This was a huge song On Triple J Got to number 8 In the hottest 100 of 94 Awesome Yeah So great And then uh, she started singing As Max Sharam, The Sound of Sirens That was her Kind of banner That she had Then she just shortened it To Max Sharam. Max, Schramm. <laughs> Max Schramm, The Sound of Sirens Yeah Okay Yeah But Big fan Big fan of Max Sharam.
1: Yeah I really I really enjoy that I, I did not know that song But yeah
0: she she's living in New York now and uh, I've I've requested her friendship on Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, get any mutuals?
0: Uh, yes, we do have a couple of mutuals. Okay. So I'm going to try. That always helps. going to try and get her on the podcast. That, that's the thing. So Max Schramm, if you're listening, I want you on. I think you I think you're <laughs> great. All right, moving on to a band. This look, one-hit wonder gets branded about. This is a one-hit wonder this band, even though they're still performing or one of the members of the band is still performing. As as the band, this is Stiltskin and their song Inside. <laughs> so 90s. I know. Yeah. Out. You turn and cower, see it turn to dust. Move on a stone, dark night, we take to flight. Snowfall turns to rust. Seeming a fuse in mind like a nursing rhyme. Fat man starts to fall. Here in a hostile place, I hear your face. Start to call. You think that I
1: There we have it. There we have it. So is that the live version? No, that's that's the record-
0: that's a recorded version. It's not on. It's not on Spotify. But on yeah. on one hundred percent hits, it wasn't the live version. Why?
1: Right, because so. on Spotify it is the live version. It sounds very like similar. I think that they. Yeah.
0: So Ray Wilson's the only. He's the front man. He's a singer. He's the only remaining member of the band. So the band. Interesting story how they came to be. So musician Peter Lawler was asked to uh, write a song for Levi's, the jeans okay for a commercial they wanted original song and he'd been working in uh, writing like ads and stuff like that and uh so he, he thought all right right, we'll get. so the, he's scottish he got this uh, ray wilson he knew him as a singer went come join the band and they released this song and the song was such a hit that they went all right well let's actually form a band and it's this song it's this song this is the levi song this is the levi song so everyone knew the song before they. they go, what what song is that? I love that song. <laughs> but they're like, we're not. A, we don't exist. We're not a band. And so then they formed a band. And Ray is still traveling around touring off the back of this song. Right, but he didn't write it. He didn't write it. No, Peter Lawler. Peter Lola wrote it. Okay. Uh, so, um, all all the instruments on this recording are Peter Lawler, except for the vocals. Uh, and then. Ray Wilson after Because the band kind of broke up a bit Ray Wilson went on to be uh, The new singer of Genesis After Phil Collins left oh, Really? <laughs> yeah And the uh, introductory chorus that The choir at the start that, That's a group called The Ambrosian Singers uh, So this went to number one in the UK uh, In 94 And uh, it came the fourth song To top the list uh, Off the back of a Levi's ad If you want your songs in the charts really? Get on a Levi's ad Yeah. Okay yeah, did you know that Levi commercials such tastemakers of the time. And, and, and the ad, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite an inter- interesting ad. So it's like these Amish girls, they're going to wash in their clothes by the river and they see a pair of jeans and then they look across in the in the lake and there's his hunk. And they're like, oh, it's his jeans. And so they're waiting for him to get out of the water. And when he gets out, he's wearing jeans. And they look over and there's a fat bald bloke. <laughs> 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 it's his jeans. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Quite funny um, And so This is also used as um, If you're in the UK You'd know this Because uh, it's used for Sky Sports It was like the lead-in song Between 98 and 2002
1: Great Yeah So Lawler did very well Off the right? Lawler anyways. did very well Yeah
0: And Ray Wilson got a career Off the Yeah, Really Like, and he, and he was
1: in Genesis So yeah. did they make me Was he just a touring Sort of front man
0: Yeah When Phil, Phil Collins left To be just Phil Collins yeah. Genesis was still a band So you know They went Alright let's Let's <laughs> play some songs As Genesis People yeah. will still go and see him Yeah All right, moving on. Actually, let's take a break. We'll come back after these messages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. All right. Now you mentioned you like the prodigy. Yes. I think this song might be in your wheelhouse then. <laughs> yeah, tell me how that Because this is, they're called uh, Bomb the Bass and it's Bug Powder Dust.
1: I think it's time to
0: discuss your uh, philosophy of drug use as it relates to artistic endeavour. it goes on yeah (laughs) and like all sort of big beat songs it goes on for a long time (laughs) well it's four minutes 20 that's how long it goes for 420 man yeah 420 hell yeah (laughs) often those bands are like it's like six minutes well that's way too long well REM all their singles were way too long i did laugh i didn't say this during coma the max sharam song the end Gets the three minutes 30, just fades out. They're like, we're going to make this for radio. Because yes. that, apparently that's the perfect number for radio, three minutes 30. Right, okay. Yeah, make, it, make a song that long, radio stations will play it. Say radio in it, they'll play it. <laughs> yeah, they they'll play that. it twice. Hey, yeah. that's us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is uh, English uh, musician producer, Tim Simonon. Simonon? S-I-M-E-N-O-N. Would you say Simonon, Simonon?
1: Simenon, which That's similar to the Bass player from The Clash But he's O-N-O-N I believe Yeah Which is Simonon So yeah it's probably Similar to that yeah
0: Got to number 24 In the UK, UK charts And Select Magazine Which is like the dance uh, Hip hop magazine over there Said it was Song of the Year Of 95 Song of the Year This was Song of the Year Yeah It's, it's so that era This song yeah. is just like People Taking ecstasy Having fun Yeah, like, yeah. For sure do you, do, you, do you like this song? I really like the music Yeah
1: not, um, yeah. You know, the, the vocals are okay. I find they're
0: yeah. The vocals do date it, yeah.
1: Yeah, they they date it a bit, which I think that some of the other sort of bands of this era with that sound, yeah, probably don't have that sort of rappy sort of bit that dates it
0: as much. I think dance music at this time was very progressive and showing where music can go to more so than any of the rock stuff and the pop stuff that was happening yeah, at the yep. time. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so the lyrics are uh, a reference to uh, William S. Burroughs' novel Naked Lunch. Have you read Naked Lunch?
1: No, I haven't, no. Have, you, have you read Junkie? I have read Junkie, So yet. have I, yeah. yeah I've not, not read Naked, Naked Lunch, yeah. I know, which is like the super controversial one. Yeah, I,
0: I, I've seen Naked Lunch because they made it into a film, but I, I never I never read it. When I was, when I was in uh, high school, we used to cover our books, like, put pictures and put contact over it oh um, yeah 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 for I, sure yep, yeah. Yep. I don't know I don't think they still do that kids kids, they're cool that was a whole days. industry oh, yeah it was amazing uh, but when I was in year 12 I studied literature and I would collect juice magazine and they had because William Asparos had just died and so they had a tribute to him and so I had that on my literature had never read it I'd never read any of him <laughs> just trying to, trying to get in with my, with oh, my teacher
1: something I would have done too uh,
0: so the singles uh, this, this, this was released as a single had a few remixes on it on the singles, and one of the remixes was by a band called The Dust Brothers. Oh yes, and also another one by The Chemical Brothers, who ironically their original name. I thought
1: that you were gonna. That's their original name, is it? yeah. The Dust Brothers. Yeah, but but there's two different because I know they had to change their name, right? Yeah, and that's
0: why their album's called Exit Planet Dust. Yep, that's exactly it. But so, th- but they both remixed. They both remixed, so they're obviously oh. moving in the same circles at this point in their career. Amazing. I wonder if the chemical. I think the Chemical Brothers is a better name than the Dust Brothers. Yes, me too, actually, yeah. But uh, see, because I remember the Dust Brothers, they were the music consultants or they did the soundtrack for uh, Fight Club. Oh, okay. Because I'd read about how the Dust Brother, the Chemical Brothers were called the Dust Brothers and I'd never heard of the Dust Brothers. Yep. And then I saw Fight Club I went, oh, maybe they're just doing soundtrack stuff now. But I don't know.
1: Oh, I think because I also don't know any, any of their music. It would be funny to be the band... You were like, no, you've got to change your name, and then they change it, becoming huge, yeah. <laughs> absolutely massive. Um, all right. Look, I like this song. I'm gonna go out. Uh, yeah, I I'm think it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's. I like the vibe of it, absolutely. And uh, some of the lyrics do make me laugh. Have you looked into all of them? No, never a phony. I've got more flavor than a packet of macaroni. I did hear that. Yeah, I enjoy that. <laughs> I had to write that down.
0: I like. He had to put packet too because it doesn't sound that like it's out of the meter as well. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit because macaroni on its own does not taste it's just bland pasta yeah, yeah so you've got to say packet macaroni because yeah, so <laughs> otherwise you go cheese and macaroni yeah but it's macaroni and cheese yeah all right moving on now this is this is the song when i talk about uh hair got me into a band this is the band this is green day and the first song of theirs i ever heard okay this is when i come around <laughs> You have been a Green
1: Day fan? Love it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. I didn't want to say at the start when you said, oh, the uh, like the West Coast punk scene. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is totally what you're into. So
1: good. It's so, so good. Yeah, definitely had... Uh, my older sister was also into the, into that sort of style of music. So we had this album and the follow-up Nimrod and then even American
0: Idiot on uh,
1: high rotation in the, our three-disc player and the CD player.
0: So I remember loving this album, Nimrod going, oh, okay. I I did like Is that I think that's got Time of Your Life on it Uh, Or is that on another one Yes
1: No it is It's right at the end Yeah
0: yep. I think that was That was kicking around uh, When I was leaving High school I think
1: Yeah yeah Because It's funny because that song Has like a big You know Pop culture sort of thing But I think the album Sort of bombed for them Yeah bit. Yeah
0: And then I think uh, By the time um, American Idiot came out I was like ah, Nah this is This is kids music
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah For sure For sure Because it feels like Very you know Quite a reinvention, but there's less than a decade between this
0: and yeah. American India. And then the fact that they're only like 50 years old now. I know. It's amazing. I know. So I saw, so this film clip was really influential to me. And so there's two film clips. There's one which is a proper film clip. It's set in like someone's kind of looking in windows at an apartment and there's different stories going on in each window. And the other one, which is the one that I knew, was filmed live at Woodstock 94. So Woodstock, the 25th anniversary of the original Woodstock. They right. had it in 94. It wasn't the one in 99 that they've had no, yeah. two documentaries about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and a Dougal <laughs> episode recently <laughs> too. Yeah. But this is the, the 94 <laughs> one, which Sheryl Crow played at as well. And there's a whole bunch of uh, bands who played at both 94 and 99. And they said 99 was a bit different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 94 was a huge, big mud pit. And the film clip. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, is uh, people throwing mud at Green Day. And other bands walked off and Green Day almost like incited it, going, come on, give us more, give us more. And so you can see Billy Joe Armstrong's guitar just covered the guitar, I was going to
1: say, the guitar is covered. Like, how is it still making noise? Yeah. How has he still got his <laughs> fingers on it?
0: But that, and see, he had green hair in that film clip and I dyed my hair green <laughs> uh, when I was in year 11. And so I bleached it first, then dyed it green. And did you do it fully yourself? Did you have any help? I had it bleached professionally yep. and then there was this thing called f- the brand was called fudge <laughs> and you could put fudge in and look i would our school did a production of godspell and they said oh you can do put little strips in your hair or something like that just you know in the <laughs> choir and i went this is that's all all i need <laughs> it's an wrote, open invitation yeah. here we go <laughs> you've given me an inch and i'd bleached and because i still worked at the supermarket and they said, you can't have green hair and work at the supermarket. I said, oh, it's for my school play. Like, I've got to have it. Yeah, sorry. I'm in a production. Yeah. You understand. And they said, all right, when's, when's the play? And I said, okay, it's in two weeks' time. And I said, okay, as soon as the play's finished, you've got to change it back. And it didn't come out. Like, I, I tried to wash it out. Because it, it was said, oh, six, six washes and it goes out again. And it just <laughs> it didn't. It around. stayed. I had to grow it out. So I had green, like, my hair's brown. And then it had green, like, tips at the very end. For, for a while
1: And then the, the supermarket Furious
0: No nah, they were fine or They got like, over by yeah, that they're point Yeah <laughs> they were like You're turning up To your shift um, But yeah So it made me At like 13, 14 Watching this Go I, I want to go To a music festival That's all Like music I thought That's where the fun is And now at 41 I'm like I do not want to go To any music I've <laughs> I been to so many <laughs> That I'm like I know they're not as fun As just going back home To your own bed
1: Yeah for sure It's funny Like months ago I booked tickets To the what's it called good times the one on, there's one on friday with tism and no effects oh, okay yep very excited a few months ago, but now it's coming up closer i'm like oh looking
0: at the weather going oh probably gonna get sunburned oh <laughs> how am i gonna stay hydrated oh well, i said so i i remember in i think it was 2011 or so i got booked for all three at the time it was only three falls festivals so the marion bay one uh the lawn one and then the one over in margaret river and the National were playing. So I thought, oh, yeah, I, I want to be – I want to go to all three of them. Yeah, great. And my manager was like, you sure you want to go to all three? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll put me on three. And so they flew me to the Margaret River one three days before I needed to be there. <laughs> like, the festival – I was on the last day, but they said, oh, Josh wants to see the National. So they're on the first day. So, oh, right. Uh, but when I got there, because I said, yeah, I'll stay on the on site – and they said, yeah, we'll provide you with what they called uh, glamping, or like a glamour camping thing. And uh, when I got there, they went, no, no, we don't have any tent for you. And I was like, what? I've got to... So that means you haven't brought anything because you you've no, expected to be put up. I was expected to have, like they said, oh, in the glamping one, they provide all the bedding and the tent. So I'm like, I've got... <laughs> so they, they ended up finding me a tent. And I was like, this is... And so I'm trying to call my manager, but with my re- like, reception was pretty bad. It was also New Year's Day as well. Would had the one in lawn on New Year's Eve, and then I flew the next day, got there. And then um, they finally found me one. But then the next day, Sam Simmons, from Triple, he was working at Triple J at the time. Same thing for him. They didn't have him a tent. And so he went up to the organisers and went, Hey, I'm the only person at this festival representing Triple J. Where are your major sponsors? How do you reckon they're going to go when I go back to work next week? And they say, how was the festival? I said, they didn't get me a tent. <laughs> do you reckon they're going to? And so we had tents Found magically for the next for the next two nights. Oh, here's tents for you. he's bedding. (laughs) It's like yeah. So I had one night with no bedding, just on the floor at a tent. It was fine. It was Margaret River in summer. Yeah, Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, love a festival. You saw the national three times in a week. (laughs) Uh, I saw him four times because I also had tickets (laughs) to their sideshow at the the palais which is great as well. Yeah, they are great. They were very good, but I did notice they did the same thing every time he. Like for Mr. November, he gets in the audience and goes, and
1: it was great with the long lead, long lead, and there's a
0: you know a roadie like sort of like trying to feed (laughs) it to him on like on a hook. Oh, what a nightmare gig! Well, that was the thing. So, also uh, many years ago at the Big Day Out, I saw Andrew and I was by the Trail of Dead, and I went and saw their sideshow, and the sideshow was first, and they on their last song, the roadie came out and handed them all new guitars, and those guitars got smashed.
1: Oh <laughs>
0: And I thought Oh they're the shit guitars And then at their Big Day Out Maybe it wasn't Big Day Out Maybe it was um, Livid Festival They came out And the last song These new guitars were put on And they smashed them as well And I'm like Oh that's a trick yeah, You've got a, shitty old guitars yeah, You're smashing You're smashing a Samick or something yeah. <laughs> Alright Moving on This is a song uh, We've talked about uh, The people who wrote this song On Pod Machine The Patreon podcast But that was under a different name That was under the name Doop What a name. Dupe. Now, this is Hocus Pocus, their other name and their song, which was huge only in Australia. Here's Johnny. This time, it's war.
1: <laughs> <Here's> Johnny. <laughs> I think they had me until this part. It's intense. <laughs> Too much.
0: Go. I just had to get
1: to that bit. It feels like uh, almost a parody of that whole genre. They've got all the bits together and they just sort of link them up one after another. There's the weird sound effect, at the start, the sample, the bit in your face, and then
0: that yeah. that famous sample, so from The Shining, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. then we'll just have that weird, let the beast drop go like this or whatever. <laughs> anyway, this was number one in Australia for six weeks. Six weeks. You said it was a competitive time as well. Six weeks. It got to like so it. End of the charts, then it got to number two for three weeks, and then it got to number one for six... So for nine weeks of the of Australia in 95, you turn on Rage, and this song would be right at the top there. Right. Amazing. Didn't get played on radio? It didn't get played on radio. Triple J played it, but that, that was it. No other commercial radio, no pop radio, even though it was number one song in, in the country. Is that because... They found part of it. Is, is it the vibe or it's did they of say this. something? <laughs> it's like, you can't go from Tony Perrin and Diesel to. Yeah.
1: This
0: <laughs> is so funny because it's like, this is what, obviously what the people want. I know, but it was got its only, like, people watched it on Rage and went, oh, what's this song? I love this song. Go into the record stores. And this, I know I talk about Rage a lot, people, but this is the power of it back then. It was yeah. people would find a song they liked. This is a song that people may not have heard a song like this before. This might have been people's introduction to dance music.
1: Yeah. And uh, did it have a great film clip as well? Did that help?
0: No. The film clip is like your laptop's gone to sleep and it's kind of like, and it's also (laughs) this kind of like just mouth with no skin and eyes with no skin just coming at you like float. It's like very kind of early animation. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This was though the 14th high selling single in Australia in 95. Incredible, with
1: no radio, real proper play on the commercial stuff. It's didn't, amazing.
0: Didn't do well anywhere else in the world. And where are they from? Uh, so they're uh, Europe, somewhere. Let's yeah, sure. I I, I think it's German, but I, I don't hold me that. It could be it could be Scandinavian. But anyway, Hocus, it's
1: focus or dupe, dupe. Yeah, so <laughs> dupe had their
0: song, which sounds like it's a um for every single cabaret burlesque performer doing hoops. That's what the dupe song <laughs> yeah. sounds like. All right, our last song. Here we go This is a song We've talked about uh, No we haven't talked about this band Before I got them mixed up with Ween um, For a bit Because it's Similar vibe Of weird Kind of Indie hit That uh, made them go into the mainstream This is the Flaming Lips And their song She Don't Use Jelly your breakfast. She'll make you toast, but she don't use butter. And she don't use cheese. She don't use jelly or any of these
1: What do you think, Dave? <laughs> I mean, I really like the Flaming Lips. Great band. Had you heard this one before? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even know if I knew it was them, though. Yeah. To be honest, I
0: knew it was one of the sort of like 90s semi-comedy songs. It's so weird. Yeah. So this was it came out from their album Transmissions from the Satellite Heart in 93. It didn't get released until a year later as a single because it got picked up on um, on Beavers and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. they, were, they were making fun of it. Yeah. Making fun of it being for being a weird song. Yeah, just how they would. Yeah, and was like, oh, that song's funny. <laughs> and then they released a the single, got uh, number fifty-five in the Billboard Hot One Hundred charts, top thirty in Australia.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, listening to it, do you think it's one of those things that someone used to write comedy songs? They've written the first verse. It's funny that Vaseline. What else? What else can be weird? All right, a I guy know. blows his nose. He uses magazines. <laughs> magazines. What else runs with magazines? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tangerines. Yeah, Tangerines. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, it's one of those things where you you got the first verse. Oh, it's, yeah. it's very similar to Crash Test Dummies. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. It's like three different little stories yeah. that were like, all right, here we go. We've got to fucking do this. We got to find one. another one. Can we just repeat the first verse and the last verse? No, we, let's do another one. Um. I will give him credit for this song though. I I, I like the guitar bit that. Ding, 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 yeah, sounds yeah. very very of the era as well, and and the chorus is quite catchy as well. But Wayne Coyne, the lead singer, does what I thought was the impossible. He rhymes orange. <laughs> what does he rhyme with? Store. How the. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> but he managed. You've it. done it again. Yeah, because like because Americans say orange. Store. I know. Yeah. Buys from a store. She likes it real orange. (laughs) About dyeing her hair. Well done, he did it. Uh, So, uh, not only were they on Beavis and Butthead, though, and I've talked about this in the past on previous shows, they were also on Beverly Hills 90210 playing at the Peach Pit after dark. Oh, okay. And there's a great line where Ian earring his character, Steve Sanders, he says, you know, I've never been a big fan of alternative music but these guys rock the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly like people talk. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the Fame Lips. I've seen them live a couple of times. They're they a notoriously good live act. Fun right? live yeah. act. The only thing is, they only play like seven songs in an hour. They just, they just stretch them out so oh, okay. much. Like,
1: s- throw balloons and shit around.
0: Yeah, they get in balloons. They go in the audience. They get people... They, what they do is they walk around festivals before, or they don't, but they get someone to and go, hey, do you want to be in a suit and dance with the Flaming Lips? And of course oh. everyone does. And so everyone's dressed up in different costumes. They get on stage. It's big. There's confetti cannons going off everywhere. Uh, they're lots of fun. But they this is in the set. It goes for like 11 minutes. Wow. There's so much back and forth with the audience and like <laughs> so much clapping. And it's it's fun, but by the end of it, you are exhausted yeah. like as an audience <laughs> Yeah, member. yeah. Like, come on.
1: How many things can rhyme with Vaseline? Wayne?
0: Yeah. Uh, but here is a fact I didn't know about the band. So, uh, their album Yashimi Battles the Pink Robots, released in 2002. Some people say it's their best album. I think they won before in 99. The Right, because that's the one I've listened to the most yeah. in myself. That's got the big hits, the um, Do You Realize that, yeah. and Yoshimi. Yeah, uh, the album was made into a show intended for Broadway. And at one point, Aaron Sorkin of the West Wing fame was on board to write it. Okay Yeah So it got performed in 2012 At uh, San Diego's La Yoya Playhouse And it had music from Yoshimi and the Soft Bulletin And it also had the 2006 uh, at War with the Mystics uh, And that yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah uh, Went out, it got positive reviews People saying, if you're a fan of the band, you'll love this So it really was the story of Yoshimi battling pig robots <laughs> And with their live show, big, crazy stuff happening yep. all like, like the time. I don't think they were involved apart from their songs. These so. are the songs. This is sort of the yep. story or whatever. And then uh, then uh, Play, Playbill, which is the Broadway kind of magazine kind of thing, reported that plans were in the works for it to be on Broadway. And then nothing, nothing has happened since. Just no, It's just gone dead. No one talks about it. No one talks about it. So I want to know. I want to know. What happened? I, I want to see the script for it as well, what what the story is. Yeah. And, yeah, I want to know what happened, why why people pulled the pin. And do you think that Aaron Sorkin was just a big fan of the band and was like, yeah, I'll do that. Must be. Uh, yeah, I'll give, yes. me, give me a look at the songs and I'll see what I can do with, yeah. the, with the script. <laughs> with the story. A lot of walking and talking yeah, in big balloons. Yeah, walking and talking around the stage. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's our that's our album. That's side A of volume 15. Now, let's go through. We do this every time. Let's go through and say if they're a hit or not a hit, Dave. Now, so, when you say hit, do you mean a hit in my heart, or a hit like undeniable hit on the radio style hit? A bit of both. I don't mind. A bit of bo- okay, because hap- I feel it's like there's a slightly different list. It's, it's let's say Dave Warnicky hits. Okay, but hits for me, absolutely. Okay, okay. So let's go through. So, Tom Jones, "If I Only Knew," hit. Such a hit. All I want to do, Cheryl Crow, hit. Big hit. Bang and Blame, REM. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a hit because I like the band. Okay, Being, I'm feeling positive. All right, Coma by Max Sharam. Yep, loved it. Hit. Stiltskin inside. Oh, I do like the song. Yeah, it's a good song. I really like yeah. the song. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a hit. All right, Bug Powder Dust by Bomb the Bass. <sighs> no, no, okay. not for me. Sorry. When I come around, Green hundred, Day. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's hitting, hitting, onto me. He said the name of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Here's Johnny by Hocus
1: Pocus. Sorry, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I mean, you were number one for six weeks. I can't take that away from you. It's so funny.
0: That, that is, of all these songs, the only big hit. <laughs> and you were gone. And I'm gone. sorry, does not align. Uh, she Don't Use Jelly by The Flaming Lips. It's fine. I'm going to give it a hit. Seven out of nine. I think that might be one of the highest scores <laughs> we've had. It's pretty yeah. good. I think this is a very good side. Okay? Yeah, would you have said that most are uh, hits? I would have given, I, I reckon I would have had seven out of ten as well. I wouldn't have had Bang and Blame, but I would have had Here's Johnny. I okay, great. You yeah, can swap that pretty over. Much, much the same, yeah. Uh, and only here's Johnny, because I remember it as a child being on all the time. Yeah, just for sure. Yeah, like, I
1: feel yeah. like if I'd had that connection to it, if yep. I'd heard it before, <laughs> it, was just, yep. it was just kind of bizarre now.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Hey, thank you so much for doing this. Where
0: can people hear more of
1: Dave Warnicky? Oh, They can hear me uh, every week on the Do Go On podcast, which is a sort of comedy history sort of thing with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. who You've had on before. Yep. And then also every second week on Book Cheat, which is a book club podcast, where I've read the book, so you don't have to. We talk about classic books. You've been on I've been for on Wuthering times, Heights. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Of Mice and Men. That's yes. the kind of stuff where things that you may you want to get round to reading, you want to know the gist of it, but I'll I'll tell you about it, and
0: then we just sort of crack jokes about the plot over the naked lunch. Video, could so. be. Become... Do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do naked lunch. Okay, let's do it.
1: I'll put it on the list. I'll get you in.
0: Hey, uh, listeners of this show, if you're in Melbourne, um, come along to the live show December 18 at the European Beer Cafe. We have Geraldine Quinn, Gillian Cosgrove, Jordan Barr, Hot Department, Oliver Clark, all performing songs from Volume 17. (laughs) That's awesome. It's going to be great. And we also have... Uh, Justin Hamilton and Jess McGuire are going to be my uh, brains trust there. We're going to be talking about the songs. It's going to be fun. So it's 3 p.m. on December 18. Tickets at joshiel.com.au. All the money, all the proceeds go to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. So not only are you going to see a good show, you're also going to help out some kids in need. That's all I need to say. Oh, I also need to say thank you, everyone, on the Patreon. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up on the Patreon. And also you would have heard Sydney's uh, Don't You Know Who I Am that we recorded last weekend So that was lots of fun as well So thanks everyone who came out to that show That's all I need to say Thank you so much See you next time Bye I'm